Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale. And morning, Josh. Good morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning out there and no cake land, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, anyway, it's a call-in show, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries. That's what the show really kind of started out to be, Josh. Yeah. We've we got all kinds of stuff it, coming uh, at us today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anything ailing in your car you want to find talk about? Heck, if you even want to talk about the NCAA tournament, we can talk about that too. We get you every each and every caller call in here in uh, 316-462-3673. It comes to the front desk and uh, tell the girls you're going to get passed in the podcast. And, you know, I think if you want to talk about the tournament, we're good with that too. But, uh, There's definitely been some upsets in that deal. But how I guess, about uh, Purdue? I guess that's the reason that they play the game, right? If they knew how it was going to turn out, they'd just uh, – Put that's it out there and say, hey, this is this is it. So. That's right. So if you want to get a debate going about the NCAA tournament, we'd love to talk about that too. So, But anything, anything ail on your car, whatever, uh, anything in the automobile world, anything in the racing world, love to hear from you on that side of the point too. But uh, good morning, Delbert. Delbert's live as always with us. So, uh, yeah, anyway, NCAA tournament, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about new products. We want to talk about anything in the racing world. How about the Hendrick Group's getting fined $400,000? You're going to have to fill me in there. All right, I'll get you filled yeah. in on that. But first, what's in that prize package, Josh, for each and every caller for calling in the show? Okay, so uh, again, just call up and uh, you got an issue with your car. Let's see what's going on with it and get you pointed in direction. Sometimes we'll even uh, throw in a diagnostic on it as well. But uh, just for each and every caller that calls in the show, we're going to mail out a package. It's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a, a multi-point inspection, checking over that vehicle, uh, just making sure that it's uh, ready to go for that next five thousand miles of driving you'll also receive yourself ten dollars to mel's diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us uh, at the big corner you'll get complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer and then a bg products package which consists of a can of moa or motor oil additive for your engine oil and then cf5 for your fuel system again just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next five thousand miles of driving all right, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Again, anything ailing your car, anything you don't understand, anything in automobile world, anything in racing, anything with the NCAA tournament on the debate on what's going on there, love to hear from you from that part too. Uh, oh, yeah, the food at the diner is pretty good too. There you go. Brandon does do a yeah. great job over there. He's got a breakfast going on there this morning. I don't know figure out what we having for lunch yet, Josh. You know, uh, not yet. Yeah, we uh, he did a chicken fried steak uh, uh yesterday or i don't know maybe it was the day before that but that uh man but you get about uh yeah. those specials run out pretty dang quick well i went sure. over there because i saw him flying out of there too time i got over guess what gone sold out yep. gone yep. history he said next time i'll save one for you i said no don't do that <laughs> don't do that well yeah we're so, uh we're we're gonna have to up the production on that meal i believe so we'll we'll see what we can do to make that happen okay. anyway we got a caller coming through yeah we're getting them uh getting calling patch through and uh see what's on his mind this morning so all right 316-462-3673 love to hear from you and again each and every caller i get that lovely lovely great price package about over 130 bucks for each and every caller so love to hear from you here we'll get colin patch through see what's on colin's mind here real quickly and see what's up on him situation today colin you're live with under the hood how are you this morning so sorry, guys. Thanks. Long-time listener and long-time user of Bill Hamilton's Quick Lane. Very good. And, uh, and you guys have done so much for all of my cars over the years. Uh, but now I have an older vehicle that I just recently did some major work to, including getting the oil changed just the other day through you guys. And I was wondering, uh, is, this, is um, 
changing the transmission fluid uh, or and or the radi- radiator fluid something I need to do. So, Colin, what uh, what kind of vehicle are we working with, and how many miles? It's a 2007 it Toyota Corolla. Okay, 2007 Corolla, and how many miles are on on the vehicle? 170,000. 170,000. Okay, so there's a couple things that uh, we can talk about in regards to you know fluid exchanges and and uh, you know intervals and and things like that for sure, but. Uh, you know, all the other fluids in the vehicle, much like just the engine oil, yes, it is important to, to change that stuff and, and provide routine service to those uh, other components. Uh, that fluid, you know, uh, its job is to lubricate, but a lot of people don't understand that uh, its primary job is to cool um, and to be able to keep the components, uh, you know, uh, in an, in an operating temperature or range. And as that fluid breaks down, then the fluid starts to overheat quicker and quicker and quicker. But then to mention, I mean, you get dirt and debris or in, uh, you know, engine coolant cases, the, it breaks down and your pH level, uh, will be either high in acid and, and be corrosive or low and more like water and, and not be able to, uh, then, then you'll get rust in, in the cooling system, uh, from that side of it. And so, yeah, it's very important to, to service all those other fluids, um, you know, on a vehicle like that with that many miles on it. And I'm assuming it's new to you. Is that correct, Colin? Or Yes, sir. Okay. So you don't really know what the service history of it has been previously. Um, and so what we would do is on the multi-point inspection, we would actually pull fluid samples of all the other uh, fluids and just see how they look, uh, you know, on coolant and brake, we're able to, to test both of those with uh, some strips uh, to indicate for the coolant side of it is the pH level and freeze point. Uh, and then for the brake side of it, we're looking for moisture uh, in the fluid. And that would indicate, you know, whether it would be when it would need to be uh, changed out as well. But yeah, it's just important to, to change all those other fluids as, a, as, as it is the engine oil uh, for sure. So. Phil, I don't know what you Great, have huh? to add to that. Or well, to be honest with you, I've been over here trying well, to get this yeah, page to fun. work, and I I got a little bit. I so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm no, you're you're fine. Fall out uh, of that situation. One, one of the things sorry. for sure, Colin, is a vehicle with uh, uh, the most common misconceptions that that we hear, specifically on the transmission fluid is you get consumers that have a vehicle, you know, with, with your mileage on it or, or higher, uh, and they start having transmission issues. And then they think at that point, you know, Hey, I'm having transmission issues. I'm going to service the transmission or flush the flush, the fluid out. Well, at that point you've, it's, you've already went too far. Uh, the, the purpose of that service is to keep from having issues. Once you, once you develop an issue, uh, you know, that's not the time to be servicing the transmission on these, on these vehicles, uh, for sure. So I would want to make sure that, uh, that we don't have any issues with the vehicle previous to servicing it. But as long as the fluid didn't look uh, too terrible, I wouldn't be opposed to, to servicing it as well. So. Awesome. Okay. So just get my butt down there with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're oh, pardon me. Great. I'll definitely do that. Thank you, sir. Colin, uh, appreciate the call. Thanks for using our services at the at the quick lane that we offer there for you and uh, let us know how we can help you in the future, okay? I certainly will. Thanks again. Have a good day, Thanks Colin. 
All right. Sorry, I missed out on all that, no, Josh. Okay. I was uh, trying to get the other uh, page over here to work in case we didn't put something up. I don't know oh, we're trying yeah. to get something up. Hey, morning, James Furman. How you doing, buddy? Uh, thanks for listening, everybody out there. So anyway, Josh, uh, we'll flip gears here and go to uh, NASCAR for a minute. And uh, I got a little bits and pieces of what happened to the Hendrick guys. Okay. But I do know that last weekend uh, they confiscated all four of their cars, the hood louvers. And uh, they came out Tuesday with a $100,000 fine per car. Wow. So what it amounts to, and Chad Canals is out there talking about it too, and I listened a little bit of his stuff yesterday too. And I kind of understand, but you know, you never know what's really happened or whatever. Basically, these there's like thirty some parts that NASCAR mandates that you can't touch. They have to be put on the car just like they are, whatever. Well, I guess these hood louvers don't fit the hood. So the manufacturer of the hood, the manufacturer of the hood louvers, they didn't put their things together. So they've got to trim or do something to make those louvers fit. And uh, it just sounds to me like that. Maybe NASCAR thought they went a little bit too far on what they were modifying or what they were doing. Gotcha. Then the debate that comes out there is they caught it before they raced. They didn't race oh, with them wow. and then get yeah. caught. So that there was really no advantage to the deal, but they were trying to get it or whatever. So that's where some of the battles and debates are coming is, is it should have been a hundred thousand dollars per car or what they should have done there or whatever either. And like Chad Canal says, you know, we've got to trim them. We got to either that or get the two manufacturers together to where the hood looper, you don't have to, it just fits in the hood, but it doesn't fit. And NASCAR yeah. knows it doesn't fit. Uh, so it's a big gray area and a lot of issues out there. So if you want to debate that too, other the NCAA tournament, I want to debate the NASCAR $400,000 fine. Plus they took away like 25 driver points and owner points and all kinds of wow. stuff too with that too. And I'm guessing they're, uh, you know, as a team, they're probably more upset about the points than they are the money <laughs> I guess yeah. at the end of the day. But uh, well, those points are worth a lot of money yeah, too. So yeah. anyway, they're, they naturally have appealed it. Uh, so who knows what that well, appeal the, process will go through whatever yeah. either. Yeah. The fact that they didn't even uh, race, you know, that to me, uh, says something, it would be one thing if we were on the track and there was some sort of advantage or whatever from there, but yeah, that, but yeah, tough. they got no advantage whatsoever because they caught them before the race and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I know there is some strict rules on these new cars and everything else too. I get that. And uh, to try to keep the level playing field for everybody, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I go back to years ago, how the, how the rules were made <laughs> guys cheating what they did and all that kind of stuff to, to get an advantage. And I get it. I mean, it's just like an e-sport. You try to get the best advantage you can or whatever, but there are rules or laws. But, uh, I do think myself opinion that, the, you know, you go back to some of the other penalties they put out there and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that they've done to other, other teams and stuff, but I still think $400,000 is a big, huge fine for what they did. And so, again, I'm guessing they're probably more, frustrated about the points than than the than the money at the end of the day i don't know you know when you know? i listen listened a little bit of the chad canals deal uh, yesterday it's just basically he's just frustrated that uh, they didn't get no advantage or anything else like that and he's basically upset that you do he said i you know you shouldn't have to be trimming these parts they should fit if this if it's a part you can't touch or, or alter or do anything through it we shouldn't have to alter it to get yeah. it to fit the car uh so but anyway 316-462-3673. Want to debate anything about the NASCAR ruling, whatever. Love to hear from you on that. Want to talk about the NCAA tournament. Want to talk about racing because racing for the dirt track stuff's coming around. Of course, drag strip's not too far away either from that part. So, hey, anyway, good morning, Jason Cox. And uh, Mr. Furman, you need to get your oil changed for you. Head down to Humboldt next week. Well, you know what? 
give us a call. We'll come pick it up for you. We got to pick up and deliver service. We'll pick up and deliver that car for you and get it taken care of. So you don't have to come down here. We can come pick it up your work, your house, whatever it might be, and make it easy for you, James. And uh, of course, everybody listen, we offer that service to about anybody that would like to have that service to where we can come and pick up your vehicle and get it serviced for you. So not a problem. All right. We got another caller coming yeah. through, Josh. Mr. Whitehead getting ready to get on the phone. I bet he, what do you think he's going to, you would think he's going to debate the NCAA tournament or do you think he's going to debate the NASCAR ruling? I'm just surprised he's up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know, <laughs> with yesterday being St. Patrick's day and you know, I don't know, just, just surprised he's up. Yep. Here so we go. We'll get him, uh, get him on the line. Jordan. Good morning. What's up? My two favorite <laughs> You are funny this morning. You got your Bluetooth hooked up I'm and ready to go. God, no more of that. Yeah, we're ox cord all the way, baby. Ox cord. No, you got to get in the in the two thousands. Ox cord all the way. <laughs> Start calling you ox cord. That's Bluetoother. Yeah. What uh, What do you got going on this morning? Well, first of all, we, we're debating. Hey, are, are you calling to debate the NCAA tournament? Or are you calling to debate the Hendrick? $400,000 fine. Hendrick, the NCAA tournament. I mean, who's playing? I don't even care. Like, yeah, the Hendrick, the race. I'm calling about the race. Okay. <laughs> I knew that. We were, anyway. just, we were just curious if maybe you switched teams yet or not. No. Anyway, so here's, here's my take on it. And I'm not trying to cause any controversy here, but here's why I don't watch NASCAR anymore. NASCAR is just... Oh, I trimmed my hood louvers too far. Oh, my hood louvers. $100,000. This sport was invented on these cats back in the day, sniffing around that rule book and having and, and figuring out how to make that kitty purse. I mean, Bill Elliott driving off with the fuel tank out of it because the fuel line was too big. And, I mean, and they quoted in Days of Thunder everything he's going to do to make that car illegal. To NASCAR's gone soft. That's all I got to say. Hood louvers, come on. I, That's my take, Jordan. I know it's a it's a lot of money and a lot of dollars everybody sponsors put out there too for these cars and stuff like that, and what it takes to build one of these cars and stuff. But I'm with you too. I mean, if they raced it and they found it after the fact and they had some advantage of winning or getting better places and stuff, I then I then I might agree with you. But they caught this before they raced or did whatever. And my next thing absolutely is, they caught it before they raced. And the next thing is they got to trim them to put the hood. You know they they need if they're going to make the parts you can't alter the parts, then they better fit. And that's what Chad Canals is saying. They don't fit. You got to you got to trim them. You got to adjust them to get them to fit the hood. <laughs> I like yeah, your uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the scenario of the sport being built around that. And it's, it's their job to live in the gray area. It's NASCAR's job to police it. My buddy Daniel Lasowski told me that he said every year. The World of Outlaws rule book would come out, and I would read it cover to cover and figure out where can I find in the gray area? What can I play with? What rule can be rewritten because of me? And, and yeah, that's – so, yeah, they, if they would have won the race and it was an advantage, sure, I'm fine. But, yeah, the car never hit the track. I mean, if they showed up with a sprint car wing on it, take the wing off, guys, it never hit the track. No harm, no foul. That's – yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you there too. It's kind of like they back in the day they said we're not rule breakers, we're rule makers. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I I disagree with it. Bill too. Hart would roll over in his grave if uh, he saw what's going on right now. <clears throat> Even if I think I think if Earnhardt was still alive and this went down, 
I think Earnhardt would have been over in the NASCAR tech guys in their faces about that, even though it's not his team or whatever, trying to say how stupid that was. But to, to, to do that big of a fine, crazy, crazy. Yeah, sunglasses on and everything, intimidator style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so you're not watching the NCAA tournament, huh? No, I don't. NCAA, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> when he March says, Madness. Yeah, he March, says March Madness means it's not race car ready to go. That's March Madness. Mad Dash race cars. Okay, I get it. He I says, missed. when do they play? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I this, There's a lot of excitement about the Purdue number one seed getting picked off by a number 16 seed, Jordan, is what's happened. Second time in the history of, of, this, of the uh, tournament. But I tell you, I didn't get to see it either. I saw the highlights. Um, and the reason I didn't get to see it because we was getting the race car trailer ready. Yeah. That's what was happening there. Even Josh was helping me yesterday. Sorry, I didn't, sorry, I didn't hear what you said about Purdue and all that. I just dozed off for a second. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to wake back up. I didn't. So yeah, that's neat. That's a neat story. Cool, real cool. <laughs> yeah. So. Trying to, I'm trying to wake back up. You guys are putting me to sleep with all that. So, um. Anyways, uh, yeah. Obviously, don't care. I don't care about the NCAA tournament. I'm sorry, I don't. Um. But I mean, good for those who do. That's why. That's why we live in America, man. Everyone has a different hobby. That ain't mine. Uh, yeah, I wish you. I do kind of like watching stuff, you know. I watched K State win last night, and uh, that's about the that's the only time I've got a chance to watch it because in the evenings, or whatever. Guess what I'm doing? I'm wrenching on a race car or a trailer or something, trying to get it ready to go. Yeah. Trying to get. Ready I turn it on when I have trouble sleeping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm glad you didn't want to debate the NCAA tournament. I would have bet a lot of money that you wouldn't have. So, yeah, no, not my, like I said, not my cup of tea. So, um, all right. Well, you boys, I'm about to go have some biscuits and gravy here at the Rusted Rooster in Andover. If you're ever in town, you might want to check it out. It's a, it's a gem. What is it? The again? Rusted Rooster? It's called the Rusted Rooster. It's a little breakfast dive here in Andover, Kansas. Did you say rusted or roasted? I know it's not. I know it's not. In Haven, they got the Amish House of Pain or whatever, but it's Amish House of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you're too funny, Jordan. <laughs> home of the live chicken omelet. <laughs> Woo! So, if you can catch it, you can eat it. <laughs> if you can catch it, you can eat it. Haven, Kansas, home of Josh Prophet. Well, there we go. Well, enjoy your breakfast. Right, enjoy your biscuits it. and gravy. Have an order for me, I too, will. Jordan. Rusty Rooster. All right. All right. I will. Bye, Bye, guys. See you. All right. 316-462-3673. Anything you want to debate on the NASCAR, you want to debate on the NCAA tournament, or just talk about anything in the automobile world, we'd love to hear from you from that part. Josh, you see that white thing sitting on the showroom floor? I did. Yeah, I was checking that out yesterday. Our first 2023 Super Duty has hit the ground, and it's on our showroom floor. I think it'll be here through Monday. Uh, of course, Ford started building the, the base model truck, so this is an XL crew cab four-wheel drive with the stx package on it and i can't remember if it's got this i need to look see if it's got the seven three or the six eight in it i'm not sure i'd like to see that six eight motor it's a brand new motor and everything for 2023 uh so if you want to see the 2023 xl stx package white crew cab i'm just uh in i don't want to say disbelief but i'm I, the base packages anymore are have so many options on them you yep. know, uh, from that side of it's things. It's not a plain it's, Jane yeah, anymore, it's is it? It's just amazing on how well this thing is equipped as a base model. Yeah. Um, 
from that side of it, but it does look really, really good. You know, um, we got to see one at, uh, I don't know, was one of those, uh, where the heck was that? Yeah, I'm trying to remember when we saw those. Anyways, uh, but that's been a day or two ago. Let's, oh, we're let's in Vegas uh, for the new I think we were in Vegas. They brought, it out, yeah. they brought out a platinum. Yep. Uh, and that's definitely been a day or two ago. So to be able to see it, uh, you know, see it here in store and be able to get up to it and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's a, they're definitely sharp looking trucks for sure. So anyway, they haven't, this is a gas motor truck. The diesels are still coming. They haven't released any diesels yet. Why? I'm not sure hundred percent what they're saying. I think what I, what I really believe it is with our supply chain, the way it is, they don't have all the There's parts available to yeah. build the diesel. They built a bunch of them because I've got about 30 of them up there that say sent off site, uh, from that part. So I know they've got them built, but I think they just don't have all of the parts to put them out there. From that part so anyway if you want to come see the 2023 super duty in person it's got one sitting here on the showroom floor you can look at it on our facebook page too we've got it up there uh took some pictures of it yesterday and and everything else too so we've got a lot more trucks coming of course they're all sold uh yeah super duty is a hot commodity that's for sure it is it's pretty crazy so i can't wait to get all these trucks here that we got built and got them coming from that part too so if you want to check that out come see us on that one um the other day we had a transport well about four transports drop off so uh, we are the, finally new side. It's, it's coming it's not as fast as we all would like it to be here or whatever from that part but it is coming uh from that part of uh the uh trucks and cars are coming we do have a uh, several f-150s on the ground we've not had forever we got some explorers we got some edges and a few escapes uh still waiting on our first 2023 escape to uh to hit the ground it should be anytime we should start seeing those 2023 escapes so lots of new exciting stuff coming we just got to get this supply chain under control and uh from that part so you know one of the things uh <coughs> we went to the ford pro meeting up uh, this week but i don't know uh i was gonna ask the consumers so all the listeners out there i've got a question for you as a consumer would you rather have your vehicle uh, pick up and delivered back to you or would you rather have a mobile service done? Okay. 316-462-3673. Mobile service or pickup and delivery. Love and to hear from you. Get a great price package, about over 130 bucks for each and every caller. But love to hear from you and give us your opinion. Josh and I have an opinion. Yeah. And I, I, so I want to I want to kind of lead into a couple of different questions during okay, that and stuff it. like that. But, uh, you know, on on a mobile service and what defines a mobile service uh, from that side. And that's basically you have uh, you have something going on with your car, whether that's, a, you know, a for sure known repair. So like a, something that a piece of trim that's broke or a recall or something that we know what the start, finish and end is to that or uh, a preventative maintenance item to be performed. So we're not uh, <clears throat> not coming out really doing diagnosis per se um, because there's so many variables in, in those situations as to having all the tools and equipment that we need versus uh, parts that we would need uh, to make the repair or what, uh, you know, what it would take to to diagnose that vehicle. Um, there, there's just so many variables in that and to be able to know that. So it's really a, a mobile service would be a repair that you knew what you were doing, the steps to perform it, and would be able to have, you know, the tools and equipment with you to be able to do that. Greg Murray says pick up and delivery. <coughs> okay. So there's one. 
There you go. Who else? Pickup and delivery or mobile service? And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Ford is pushing this mobile service a, a lot. And, and then the other reason, Greg, why? <clears throat> so we'll get uh, why, yeah, why pickup and delivery over, over mobile service uh, as well. So we've got a call coming through. We'll get that patched in. So. And I'll go around my Facebook page. I got Tommy asking me. He's trying to stir the pot a little bit here. He's wanting to know, what's your opinion on black wheels on race cars? Well, you know, I hate to tell you. <laughs> I hate to tell you. I do not like black wheels on race cars. He opinion. He's really neutral. Just kind <laughs> yeah, of whatever. Yeah, whatever it know. is chrome or go home. Chrome or go home. <laughs> <laughs> I think black wheels don't look good on race cars. Yes, I know NASCAR's used it for years in the three cars where, cop, you know, putting on our modified and stuff. Yes, I know it had black wheels too, but I'm telling you, I think Chrome looks so much better in that car. I wish we get Buddy Mullins to call in and tell us how he feels about <laughs> Chrome wheels versus black wheels. Not let's, sure he's listening today, but he could be. But he could be. So let's go to the phone. Let's talk to Delbert. Delbert, you're on live with Under the Hood. How are you this morning? <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Doing Perfect. great. Doing great. So we're talking about a little different things, which brought in my mind something that happens here in Oklahoma City a lot. I don't think you guys do this, but if you do, awesome for the customer, not so much for the driver. I'm talking Lyft and Uber rides. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I can use those names. But anyway, no, right, right, sure. let's go yeah, with that. Uh-huh. We have to bleep that out. So no, nope. <laughs> so here's anyhow, a, uh, yeah, here's here's the thing that they do here. They tell there's a, a certain company here dealership that tells their customers not to tip the drivers because it's included. It is not. It is not. And, you know, when we try to explain that to the passengers, they're like, well, we didn't know. We we were told there was no tip required. We, we, they give it. And I'm like, well, no, that's the same with getting a ride from a um, hospital, taking somebody back home because hospitals do that. Clinics do it. And now car dealerships are doing it. And yeah. So, so I will say, uh, Delbert. My only thing is, if you guys do to start do that, at least give the driver a dollar. That would be something better than nothing. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take care. Take care of the people that are taking care of you for sure. Um, you know. Yeah. So here's uh, here's what's going on with that for us. Um, that is a service that uh, that is been presented multiple times Uh, in fact they have it integrated into our dms system um, which is the computer system we use for writing repair orders and creating invoices and stuff like that um and then we also given out to you guys by ford right yeah well yeah it's uh yeah essentially red cap is the other thing and and it's integrated into that as well and uh you know we are really about trying to provide the best customer service experience that we can uh you know the slogan is experience the difference well how can you experience the difference when there's nothing different and so um you know we we really do try to 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 make that happen every time um and when you use a third-party company like that uh it becomes very hard to control the things you can have no control over. And, you know, I think Uber and Lyft is great. I'm sure there's a lot of great drivers out there that do a a fantastic job or a wonderful job. Yeah, like me. But (laughs) yeah, exactly. You know, but for me, it's the fear of the unknown and turning that over to somebody else. And then I have no control over what my customer experience is like. Um, And so so for that reason, for us, uh, for me, that the reason that it's in the house. I don't know if it, yeah. I'm going to throw a little something up here. Murray. He's out there. If I have to go over here. 
Uh, well, I agree with you guys. I think you guys should not offer it, but you know, other dealerships do. And I think you guys are different because of what you do for the customers. Yeah. It's like Greg Mercer says, the shop has all the tools. Should things be discovered that are beyond what was initially anticipated, plus mechanics in their own environment set of random places. There's so many situations like this, like Greg's bringing up and everything else that I firmly believe I'd rather have the car here where we can, if we do find something, you know, heaven forbid we don't, but if we do find something that we can actually take care of it for you and help you with that, if we're out there in the world, then guess what? We can't help you with it. Uh, from that part but my biggest thing is like well, is i know if, if we didn't have enough bays to take care of it or that sort of thing then i get it or if you're in an area that's hard to get to or a dealership's in a bad spot or whatever from that part or or you just don't have enough you got enough technicians but you don't have enough bays and you can go out and do some of these works and stuff like that too i think it's a it's an alternative and an idea and stuff like that too <clears throat> but i much rather have this car in my shop ready to do what we can take for you. And really as a consumer, you're really not no different where it's mobile service or pickup and deliver you as a you're, consumer. You're still getting the same service, same service. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I think you guys give better service than any dealership out there, but that's just my opinion. And, um, you know, when I went to the Ford dealer here, that is now close. I can say that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he wasn't going to comply with Ford's requirements. Um, but, um, you know, they didn't, uh, rotate my tires last time. And I know this because I have a tire that slowly leaks. When I say slowly, it takes over a week for it to lose about four pounds of pressure. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's still in the same spot and, you know, that's not good for your tires. Luckily, since I've rotated them every time, it now makes me wonder how many times did they not rotate them? I have no proof other than it says they rotated the tires and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, well, and then it makes you think, what but, else do they not do? Yeah. Even though you can't exactly, did they not check my fluids to see if they needed to be changed or not? I mean, you know, I have no idea. I know you guys do that. That's that's another great service you guys offer. Those little test strips are not cheap. I just looked them up. So yeah. <laughs> somebody thinks, well, they're just using a little test strip. No, these are specialized test strips, especially for brakes. The pH papers, they're very accurate. I use them for my job at the uh, at the uh, Air Force Base here. I work at in Oklahoma City. So. Um, they're very accurate and uh, they will tell you your pH of your, of your antifreeze yeah. and the brake ones will tell you the, are they, does it need to be serviced or not? And it's not a question of whether it does or doesn't, it's going to tell you that. So you guys don't have to do any guesswork. Well, yeah, sure. It looks dirty, but does it need to be changed? Yeah. And that pH so. is more crucial than anything today in your antifreeze. It's not the freeze point. <clears throat> it's that pH level. Yeah. Especially in a General Motors product. Did I say that out loud? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. I get it totally. That's that's our whole thing in Deborah's. We try to give a great service that we would, we would give to anybody and a quality service with integrity and character about it. Uh, do we're human? Do it, do our techs and advisors and everybody make mistakes? Sure do, but uh, you know. And, and do they get busy? They sure do. And well, when we make a, a mistake, yeah. it's, how I look at a mistake is we're going to get better, can learn from it. And number two, it's how does someone take care of that mistake do you hurry up and fix it and take care of it or do you try to sweep it under the rug or you try to deny it or whatever but or don't do anything at all about it or at least or at least put it on the report and say hey we found this and you know yeah we think you should change it now or fix it now but if not we can let it sit for a little while yep exactly so well anyway which has happened every time i went to mall hamilton no matter what car i brought in they would tell me if there's a problem or not so yep. that's awesome 
Well, here so far, we've got uh, Dan Wick says pick up and delivery. Rex Strigaro says mobile service. Nah, we'll come pick it up. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, so, so far, we haven't got anybody so far saying they'd love to have a mobile service visit. On the mobile service. Let's take these stats to Ford, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, but, but anyway, Ford good. is making us to, to be a what we call a certified pro dealer. They're making us have a mobile service van. We have to buy one. Uh, so, you know, and, what? and that may, Go yeah. Ahead. And that's one thing that I, that could be another show option is, you know, talk about what you guys as a dealership are going to have to do to become the, the centers that Ford wants you to be, you know, uh, I heard three different types of, uh, dealerships. Basically you're going to have to be after a certain time frame, whenever that's going to be electric, regular and service. So, um, and used cars. They, it sounds like they're wanting to separate your used cars from your dealership. So, um, yeah, really, things I'm hearing yeah. don't know the facts like you guys do. So that might be something to talk about too. Well, really what they're trying to do is they're trying to decide if they want, first of all, does the dealer want to be an EV dealer? And if you do, then there's two levels of EV dealers to be there. One would be, you're going to get less than 25 cars per year to sell but you can service them and take care of them with your certified text. The other one is you're going to get, who knows what the number is really going to be yet uh, a bigger number of cars to sell, but then you got a whole nother strange of requirements to go through to be that EV top dealer. Well, we signed up for the top because we're not going, we want to be, we want to do everything we possibly can for every customer from that part. So we did sign up for the top package. Uh, we got to spend a buttload of money that I don't understand yet. And I've, I've voiced my opinion to the, fleet side, the commercial side, and I voiced my opinion to the retail side about those different things. And I don't think I'm the only dealer in the country that feels the same way I do on that. Part. I'm sure you're not. And uh, so first of all, they get, they need to get us some vehicles to sell. That's yeah, the first thing yeah. that needs to happen. Uh, and then yeah, we can start. And so far, the way they've changed how things are going due to the supply chain, you know, you know I'm, not, I'm really not a guy that can go in there and say, well, I like how this car fits me. I want to buy it. I, you know, I got to feel it, get in it and see how it fits me because of being in them so much. Now, if you're just an average Joe, you know, an F-150 is an F-150. It's going to be comfortable regardless because that's just the way they make them. But your cars and your, well, I know they're going away with cars, excuse me, your Mustangs and, and that, those are for people that are looking for, in my opinion, a faster car. Um, but, um, so sometimes they put the V6s in them. They're so fast, not as fast as the V8, but they're so fast. They've done so much to these engines that make them so much better. Well, and that's the other thing is all these, these manufacturers that are putting out there, if they're going to go full electric and all this kind of stuff, uh, there's still too many ICE vehicles running around. And I still think they're going to produce many more of those ICE vehicles and stuff too uh, from that part. And I, I the, the elect, full electric deal, we're so far away from that, it's crazy. I agree. I, I think they should go with the the, the uh, partial electric and engine still because, you know, supply chain, I mean, batteries, you can't get the stuff because of where the uh, materials are located to get. So, yep, I get it. So this supply chain is going to be crazy until we get that under control. The electric thing is, is coming. I get it. We're going to have to, we're going to do those electric vehicles and stuff. I can't wait to see some units in stock that we can sell. Uh, instead of ordered units and that sort of thing too. So uh, I think we got a little ways to go on the electric side. I understand but after too, my opinion on electric vehicles is this, is there's a niche market for that. And I understand that 
but the government has put these cafe ratings so high that the manufacturers can't reach that goal with internal combustion engines uh, to build our trucks and everything else that we need to build to include that number. So the electric is going to get their cafe rating where it needs to be. So I understand why they need to build some, but there's never going to be an electric super duty for they everybody. Yeah. It, it can't happen. <laughs> there's no way you're going to have a super duty to do the work of electric can't happen. And, uh, you know, the F-150, the thing I love about an F-150 is a hybrid. I think that is the way to go with an F-150 uh, over and above the electric side of that coin <clears throat> from that part. And, uh, you know, you got the customer that drives less than, say, 50 miles a day. The electric thing's okay. It'll be okay for you. But you're ready to make a long trip or whatever. You're going to have to really plan and do your things together from that part. So, but I do believe electric's got a niche. I mean, I drove a Lightning for... I don't know, 1,500, 1,800 miles or whatever. And uh, I got along great with them. My, 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 from my house to the dealership is 16 miles. So it was easy. I plugged in every time I got here at the store, back and forth, off we went, no problem. Uh, but the customer that's driving over 100 miles a day or 200 miles a day, I don't know how it's going to work. So, yeah, I agree. And, and I know there's people out there that use the um, electric car. I won't give name brands, but the, the electric car and they, <laughs> seem to do all right doing right here but i mean i can't see unless you have a supercharger in your house how you're going to make that work you know yeah the only thing i will tell you is like it's the the in-town driving with electric with the regenerating braking for when your brake if you drive that thing and i did this with the lightning uh if you drive it correctly and you let off the gas like you need to and you put it in the right mode and all that kind of stuff i could almost go like i said at 16 miles to my house i could almost go and not lose much of a charge because of how it's breaking. But that's not how I drive, I hate to tell you. Yeah. My foot's on the floor most of the time. Exactly. So if you're driving in town and using a regenerated braking, you're going to recharge that battery every time you apply the brakes. So depending on how you apply the brakes and what you do with it, how much charge is going to put back in that battery. But I do think that technology is going to get better. I think they will come up with some batteries that are going to get a 300-mile range and only take four hours to charge or something like that. But we're a long ways from that. That's for sure. Yeah, maybe on a maybe on a two forty, but you know we're looking at maybe having a one ten in most yeah. homes, so they don't have to uh, right. you know modify their house to get this vehicle to charge. Right. And if you if you're going to try to charge one of these right now today on a one ten, you can't drive it every day. Can't happen. You're going to nope. have to put a two twenty okay. in your house charger if you're going to drive the car every day. Period. Right now with the with the range and things that are on these cars. You have to, uh, uh, over the, I was driving that lightning over Christmas and we had that three days that we were off here at the store and I had ran that lightning down to, I think 30 some percent. It took 36 hours to get it back to a hundred percent of charge on 110. I did it on purpose just to see how long it would take it to get it there, uh, from that part. So again, if you're going to drive it on so a daily basis, stare at the truck, not be able to drive it and go, man, I wish I could drive that truck today. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. So. Anyway, all kinds of debates on that electrical stuff. I know it's coming. We gotta we gotta address it. We gotta take care of it, and we will. Uh, so it's gonna get interesting as we go through. I just want to see Ford produce some cars and put them on our lots. So we have them to sell. That's all I want. Just give me some cars. Yep. That's why I keep telling them. Give me some cars. Yep. Give me some trucks. Give me something. But one of the, one of the things I live over by where they deliver from trains vehicles, and Chrysler Dodge has been getting a crap ton. They've got the parking lot over there full, which is pretty big uh, i'll send you a picture via via messenger so you can see how big that parking lot is and it was full the other day when i drove by yeah it, it's just crazy how many cars they got for them 
So it makes me wonder, are they having trouble getting transport to put them in the dealerships? Or, you know, uh, I'll bet in this protective. I'm going to bet they're here, sitting there waiting so. on, they don't have all the parts to be able to put them all together 100% to ship them. I'm going to guarantee as well. You know, we talk about the chips and all that stuff. I think that's still a little bit of the issue. But I'm telling you, it's all the other parts. Well, these are cars that came from the factory that are going to dealers. Usually yeah. they come in and pick them up fairly quickly. But in this case, they've had them sitting there for a while. So if well, that's what, the case, I'm like, why would they even ship them? Yeah, well, get them because they, they don't have anywhere else to store them. That's the other thing. They have no place to put them. So that's why they're shipping them other places to get them stored. And then they'll ship the parts to do whatever. I tell you, those cars don't have the parts. I promise you. That's what's happened. I mean, yes, yeah. we were at our Ford meeting on Tuesday. And that's what the guy said. He said, basically, I'll need a hundred, hundred widgets, a thousand widgets this week to build what we're going to build. And the supplier will say, okay, I'll get you a thousand. And the truck shows up with the, with the widgets on it. And there's only 800 on it instead of a thousand. He said it happens constantly to us every day that the suppliers cannot supply all the parts for us that we need to build that whole weeks of production in there. So I, I feel so like now I, they're scrambling to fill the production so they don't have to shut down the assembly plant. And so they're putting other stuff in there and building it incomplete, basically, and having to right. having to figure out what's incomplete, what's not, where it's incomplete, and where to get the the product to finish it up and how to install it and uh from a logistics standpoint i'm sure it's a nightmare you know yep it is so anyway and then you guys get a bunch of parts again and go okay what car does this go to <laughs> well and i'm gonna give you another example with this with the situations you're like we gotta i got i traded for a 22 f-150 and it has and the customer accidentally broke out the rear tail light on it and uh we can't get one because I know where it is. All the production of that taillight from that supplier is going to production. And there's nothing to put on this truck. And then I don't think there's even an ETA they can give us when we can have one of them taillights for the back of that one. truck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. No. No, I get it. So. All right, gentlemen. I hope somebody else is calling in. Uh, I don't mind talking, but I want to give others a chance. Yep. So we'll get off the line and hopefully get somebody calling in to uh, 316-462-3673. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe on YouTube, and like and share at uh, uh, Facebook. Get these guys out there. Get this channel growing. Perfect. Delbert, yeah, thank you for the call, and have a great day. All right, we'll see you guys on the 7th of April. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. All right, 316-462-3673. Anyway, got another caller, Josh? Yeah, we got uh, Jason on the line here, so sorry about the wait there, Jason, but uh, we'll get you patched through here and see – See what it is you want to talk about this morning, whether it's the NASCAR or March Madness or pickup and delivery or mobile service or got, got all sorts of stuff going. Yeah, and Rex Strigero, so. 1,600 charge cycle batteries to be on the routes. I get it. They're about 400 right now. There's a lot of technology coming. Let me know when that call comes out. I can stop. Yeah. But anyway, I, I agree with you, Rex, and it's just uh, do I think the electric down the road will be there? I think they'll get there, get some range and stuff. But the other thing they've got to get is just make charge time so long but after the call and then the one of the guys at that ford meeting brought up a great analogy about charging batteries we'll get to that if it's called yeah, not yet so not yet so anyway think about charging batteries is blowing up a oh, i got the caller okay yep. go ahead jason you're on live with under the hood uh sorry about the wait there oh you guys are good busy show hey so question about your uh uh, mobile or delivery or pickup okay. and delivery mobile service oil change pickup and delivery yep. yeah the only question i have about mobile service what if they came out and they found something wrong with your vehicle and they couldn't fix it i would uh choose that over or i guess i would go with the uh pickup and delivery just for that reason 
Yep, I agree with you a thousand percent, and that's uh, that's one of the things uh, for sure. You know, um, so Ford has really kind of put this out there for oil changes and and maintenance, but they're in their mind they're also thinking recalls. You know, so a vehicle recall that's in between, maybe a vehicle's in between service intervals, and and to just go out and uh, to service it. But in our mind. Uh, you know, every time we see a car, we want to do a multi-point inspection on it for the consumer's benefit. I mean, obviously, the from the dealership standpoint, we want to sell everything that every vehicle needs uh, as far as any type of repair items. But also, if if there's a issue going on with your car um, and we can catch it early, I don't know how many cases that we get involved in on a daily basis uh, through repairs that we see that if if a consumer would have taken care of something so much earlier, it would have been so much cheaper to repair instead of waiting over time and continuing to to do damage, additional damage to the vehicle. Uh, you know, I think of brakes or tires or, you know, an alignment with tire wear. These tires are so expensive and I've seen people just ruin tires and they don't even know they're doing it either. They're just driving. You know, they're just driving. They don't know the the condition of the vehicle or that the tires are wearing prematurely or or that there's any loose components. And so to me, that multi-point inspection is so crucial. And to do that on a mobile site, I'm not saying that we couldn't get it done, but then when you find those additional items, you're you're not saving any time, no. you know? Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you uh, from that side of the things is that, yeah, if we find something else, we need to get it taken care of as well, so... And I think, Phil, you even said it a couple of weeks ago, you know, this is why you need to bring it in to, to a professional because somebody like me, yeah, I mean, I could do my whole, whole change of filter on my truck, but am I going to miss something? Because I'm really not that mechanically inclined. And that's why I always bring my vehicle to you guys because you guys do exceptional service. In fact, my uh, nephew's here from Kansas City, and he's bringing his vehicle in this morning to get service to you guys. So, and Jason, you are right. There you go. There's so many things to look at under that car and to know if it's right, wrong, or indifferent or whatever. Uh, you know, it's just like yesterday I had a gentleman questioning a, a, a diagnosis of one of our techs, and I actually took him back in the stall and raised it up in the air and showed it to him and uh, to help understand a little bit. But again, sometimes that's not helping either. I mean, but you got to, there's a lot of things to look under these cars, and it goes back to that integrity and character thing that I talk about with our techs and our advisors and everybody to sell the correct thing. And, and not sell you something, just sell you what you need and show you why you need it and then give you the option to fix it. And just when we're recalling, that's why I bring it to you guys because at least in my truck, it's up to Ford specs too. So that's one thing I really like is that I know when I take it to you guys, everything's going to be at the spec and my truck's going to last me a long time. Yep, I agree with you 100%. 100%. Hey, you guys have a good Saturday. Thanks. Take my call. You too. Thanks for the call, Jason. Have a good day. All right, Josh, a lot of great comments and things like that, too. And uh, I still think we ought to take this show and send it to Ford. <laughs> so, so we'll have to just. Anyway, we're going to have a mobile service band, but I'm probably going to use it in the parts division <laughs> to deliver parts. So, yeah, and I go, again, still back to the, I, I don't know, there's so many variables to this. Okay, so on a maintenance side, just an oil change and tire rotation, it, was, it would be so inefficient for a technician 
to do an oil change or tire rotation in an environment that is not a shop environment. I mean, you're using floor jacks, you're using jack stands. Uh, you got the, the, the weather is an, is another thing, Weather, you yes. know, uh, the wind, you know, blowing, I, I think of, uh, you know, making a mess or oil around on somebody's driveway or something, you know, just, just from something happening, yep. uh, that that's outside of these guys control. And so when I, when I think of, uh, you know, the fluid side of things, uh, I think of so many disadvantages from that aspect. And then the recall side of things, I do get that there are a lot of recalls out there that, you know, all, a lot of different manufacturers have, you know, recalls in today's environment versus uh, what it was years ago. There's so many more recalls as far as uh, the number of recalls that are out there, meaning the different types of recalls. But as far as the volume of each recall, I think is way less. You know, years ago, we you'd have this big, it would be, you know, kind of one recall, but it would cover so oh. many different vehicles and so many different VIN numbers. And so I really do believe it take a little bit. It takes forever to read through that that recall mm -hmm. decipher what you needed to do decipher what parts you needed decipher what tools you needed it was a nightmare i agree so i believe that they are uh definitely way better on the targeting of the recalls and which vehicles apply and 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 are very accurate in that and the typically the number of vehicles that you see that are affected by one specific recall is nowhere near what it used to be years ago so right. they've they've narrowed it down that way because they, they, they track it so much yeah. better know what yeah but the flip side of that is just the overall number of recalls that are out there is so much more, you know, is, uh, it's, it's so much greater. And then especially as they're, they're producing these vehicles and not getting everything on them and shipping them, you know, shipping them out with maybe, uh, uh prematurely just to, to get them to the consumer's hands and then, you know, come, come around and recall it later. So yep. I do see, you know, uh, the ability to be able to use that. But then again, in my scenario of doing the multi-point inspection, checking everything over, you know, making sure that everything's good. And then if you come up with something, being able to have that part right there to get that customer back on the road quicker, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I agree. Anyway, Rex, you got another good comment here too. Okay. <laughs> I thought my car would be driving itself to the dealership for <laughs> service by now. <laughs> you know, Rex, I agree with you. And I, you know, I'm not saying that's not going to happen sometime too, that you'll set the appointment, it'll drive itself up no, here to get roll right in right there. Yeah. So, it could uh, happen. God, I got to think about this just for a little bit, but it's, uh, I'm trying to think of who the, who the comedian's name is, but it's, uh, I don't, I'm going to think about this just for a little bit, but he's got to go listen to this. It's a song that he put out there, and I think you've heard it before, but it's uh, Where the Fuck's My Jetpack? <laughs> because, uh, God, I know you've heard that, or probably uh, if, if you haven't, I'll uh, certainly you share it with you. But it is. Uh, uh, talks about I think it was around 2010 is when the when it originally came out but it's uh he talks about you know <laughs> hey I was promised a jetpack by now and sh basically I should be flying around flying around and flying around yeah. it's not happened yet right yeah. <laughs> talks yeah. about getting pulled over in the song and son I'm gonna have to write you up for an FUI <laughs> you know, so yeah it's uh it's very, very comical. So. Okay, Rex says Tim Wilson. Is that yeah, it? that is exactly <laughs> so. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. Okay, we're going to have to Google up Tim Wilson and see his little song he's got out there for that jetpack. So anyway, running out of time, everybody. And, uh, 
you know, as always, we get going on these calls and jobs. We forget about all our great people to help us keep this show rolling and going. It's a big corner credit for all your advertising needs. Hey, you got a company, need anything you need to help advertise, you need a web page design, you need a vehicle wrap, you need windows wrap, you need anything to advertise your company, race car wraps, whatever it might be. Jesse has got a great crew down there at Big Corner Creative, and their slogan is, is just Google it. And that means Google Big Corner Creative and see what all they got to offer you and everything else. And from that part, BG products, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at Mill Hamilton Ford. Uh, again, another good thing about you talk about character integrity. Those guys got that down there at BG. And then when you put that product in your in your car or do one of these flushes or whatever, I promise you it's going to improve the life of your car and make it run many, many more miles. And remember, what's in that owner's manual is the minimum, minimum you need to do to maintain your car because they all the manufacturer cares about is getting you through that warranty period, and that's it. So, uh, and go to rent. Hey, we bought a whole bunch of cars finally so that I could find out there in the uh, used market to get stands, some inventory in there. So, got some, bought some Expeditions, bought some F-150s, bought some Explorers. So, if you're needing something for the holidays, something coming around the corner, or you just don't want to put the miles in your car, rather rent something, give Stan a call right inside here at Go to Rent. So anyway, Josh, any last those and comments, anything whatsoever? You know, uh, just uh, if you need to need to get in service, let's get in line. Let's get you get you taken care of. And then the pickup and delivery thing, that is something that we've done for years. Uh, and I'm still surprised or shocked at the number of people that don't know that that's a service that we offer. And so we definitely, uh, you know, we're here to help you and, and make it as convenient as possible for you to get your car either repaired or serviced or worked on. Uh, but then also the other side of that is we're not going to shortchange it just to, just to get people in and out. We want to bring it in do it the right way and that takes time you sure know does. Uh, from that side of it so can't maintain these cars like we did years ago that's for sure yep. from yep. that part so anyway james Furman, you're very welcome big corner creative and mel hamilton racing sponsoring james Furman's videos so if you haven't seen james Furman videos jump out there and check out he does all kinds of racetracks and videos all kinds of stuff has a great channel there so buzz over and see james Furman's video on youtube uh, a lot of great stuff there too so james thanks for the partnership and uh give us a call james when come pick your car up instead of having to bring that thing in before you head out to humboldt coming up here next week uh the big uh race there at humboldt got kind of blank on the name of that race but anyway it is what it is okay so anyway all done finished up josh anything else i okay. want to come see the 2023 super duty sitting on the showroom floor it'll be here probably through today maybe a little bit monday or whatever too you can come check that out and uh, everybody have a great saturday and we will talk to you next saturday at nine o'clock